Welcome one, welcome all. It is the NFC East mixtape presented to you in partnership by Blogging the Boys, Bleeding Green Nation, Hogs Haven, Big Blue View, SB Nation's home for all four NFC East teams and their communities and all of their content. I am RJ Ochoa from Blogging the Boys. He is Brandon Lee Gotten from Bleeding Green Nation. BLG, happy Tuesday slash Wednesday to you, sir. Well, RJ, we have a big Eagles trade to talk about, which is nice because it's wow. been a little bit uh, dry in terms of material for the NFC mixtape, really, since... Oh, you just did the trade. thing that everybody does. They what? like Everybody on the tweets, NFC they East always say, and the NFC mixtape. You forgot mm. the East. Embarrassing. Uh, we all know what division I'm referring to. I can't wait to talk about this, but I also can't wait for you to listen to the end of the off-day debrief today on the SB Nation NFL show, mm. and for listeners, too, as well. I think there's a little treat there for people. Uh, thank you, Bear, uh, for defending me preemptively. Um <laughs> I am I am shouted out on every single episode of the podcast. We know this. All right, yeah, you're right. You're, you're right in line with what exactly you're, you're playing right into my trap here. Good job. Right. Okay. Well, you know, it is what it is. I'll, maybe I'll make time to listen this week. Who knows? Um, BLG alluded to it. Uh, look, I'm be honest. We're we're always honest with people, you know, as far as the NFC's mixtape and and what goes into it. And uh, we'll just say the last couple episodes sucked a little bit, right? Like not our, not our best work, you know, it's just, Hey, it's I a mean, tough time. You, There's not a lot going on. Like, you know, we're in this weird spot of we're removed from free agency, which teams didn't really do anything. And mm-hmm, we're still kind of mm-hmm. far from the draft. Yeah. I mean, so it's been difficult. We've been, we've been reaching down the bottom of the barrel, you know, like when, um, when your toothpaste tube is out and you're like squeezing every little corner, like to just get enough to put on the brush one you don't time use and the clip thing. You don't put that in the end of your, toothpaste. Oh, you have, you're one of those weirdos that like does the thing. You're one of it's them. Not, it's like a designed, it's not like a, you know, like a bag clip, but like, Did you see uh, this on shark tank or something like that. Is that where you got it? No, I think just picked them up from the dentist over the years and mm. they're really useful. Okay, well, way to ruin the point. Um, unlike the last maybe month, we actually have something to talk about as it pertains to every single team. We have an actual rundown that I said would say we, but I put together. BLG had nothing to do with it. Um, and we have a lot of stuff to get to. Are you pumped? I'm thrilled. I couldn't be more excited. Uh, before we begin, I should mention that it is the week of the Masters, and Tiger Woods is expected no to play. No Very excited. Well, this is a food thing. I think you. Do, I really don't know if you know this or not, so I'm genuinely asking. Do you know the like concession lure or allure with the Masters? Have you heard about this before? Uh, you've told me about it, and I never so, like, remember. The, it the, doesn't matter. The price is that the concessions like never change or never really dramatically change. It's just part of the like you know the mystique to the place and stuff. Um, they have you know kind of conventional Southern foods. They have like chicken sandwiches and they have you know lemonades and stuff like that. There is one item that they normally have that they are out of this year due to supply demands, and it is a peach ice cream sandwich. Um, I've had it. It's amazing. And I'm devastated on behalf of the people who were there, but I just want to know what is your favorite type of like ice cream frozen treat? Does, it can be like a straight up, you know, couple of scoops of an ice cream, uh, in a bowl or a cup, however you roll, it, it could be like a certain kind of cone or a sandwich or something like that. Like, where do you fall here? Hmm. Really good question. Uh, I, I do like a chip, witch. I think a chip, witch can be nice. I think that can be fun, you know, uh, especially, I went to actually went to Boston this past summer and they had like custom chip witches mm-hmm, that you can mm-hmm. make in um what do they call that place? I forget. Uh something hall in Boston. Uh Quin- no, I think it was the Quincy Market, actually. Yeah, it was the Quincy Market uh in Boston in downtown. Quincy Hall. 
Quincy Hall, whatever it's called. And they had you can make your own ice cream sandwiches uh, with like like chip witches, basically. But you could pick your choice of ice cream and in between two uh, big cookies. And I think you could pick the cookies as well. Like, so you didn't mm. have to necessarily just go chocolate chip. You could do like chocolate, chocolate chip or whatever. Do you, are you somebody who bites their ice cream? Like bites popsicles? I have sensitive teeth, so I cannot do that. That is insane to me. Yeah. I it literally just thinking about it, like will give me goosebumps on my right. arm. They can't do it. Yeah. It's, so it takes people like us a little bit longer to eat these kinds of treats. And you gotta like I will donkey lip it. Right, right, right. And I like that. Uh, like, it's a fun ride and a fun experience, but there's a lot of pressure. Like, when, when you eat an ice cream sandwich or a popsicle, like, you start a timer. You know what I mean? Like, like people like us, like, we, we've got to be careful. We've got to be efficient. Like, we can't be really talking while we're eating these things because, you know, if, if we're not quick, you know, the drip gets on our hands. Then it's well, terrible. Especially where you are in Texas. I mean, that's right. temps, temps are over, what, 90 all the time? I don't know. Yeah, that's um, every that's day. Um, okay, uh, what is your favorite uh, ice cream sandwich thing? Uh, tweeted us with the hashtag Frozen Mixtape. Uh, wow. BLG is on Twitter at Brandon Gunn. I am on Twitter at RGHR. We appreciate all of the reviews and the cross reviews that have been happening on all mm. four podcast networks. We will get to those uh, at some point. We're actually going to do them this week, but then a lot of stuff happened that we have to get to. Uh, subscribe, leave a rating, write a review. Also, subscribe, leave a rating, write a review for the SB Nation NFL show. We go in order of division standings from last year, which means we talk about the Dallas Cowboys first. Uh, biggest kind of thing uh, hovering in the ether ether um, is that the Dallas Cowboys, according to Adam Schefter, were interested in trading for Devonte Parker before the Miami Dolphins sent him to the New England Patriots. Now, I for one, BLG, am shocked that the Dallas Cowboys would be in need of a wide receiver, given that they traded away one uh, about a month ago. Just uh, kind of weird how that works. Um, obviously, it. There was some logic to trading away Amari Cooper and wanting to get out of that contract, not feeling like he was living up to a Devontae Parker's contract, a very, uh, you know, enticing one for an NFL team, which is why the Patriots landed him. Never really see an in-division trade, but we did get that, obviously, this year between Miami and New England. It took a third-round pick, ultimately, for the Patriots to get him. Um, they did receive a fifth from the Dolphins as well, but Dallas was never going to be in on it for that price. But it's nice to see that they're kind of, you know, looking under some rocks, at least. You know, they're doing their job. I'm happy. If there was an AFC East mixtape, it would have a lot of content, and oh, there probably should be one. This because is their Carson Wentz moment, right? Well, well, that division loves each other. Like, you got Rex Ryan going from the Jets to the Bills. You got Adam Gase going from the Dolphins to the Chad Jets. Pennington. Chad Pennington. Um, Tom Brady, like, reportedly trade. in on Miami. Yeah. Well, like, something that didn't happen is your example. Yes, but but there's, like, there's a lot of different AFC didn't, East. Didn't the dude who punched Geno Smith go play for the Bills, too? um probably i mean yeah. like that division loves each other for some reason so um that was my first thought uh yeah uh, i guess my question for you is are you upset the cowboys didn't like make this make it happen no um but i am what's the I'm most you would have excited. given up i wouldn't i'd give up like a fifth round pick i mean wow you know what 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 they got from Mari. you know what i mean like that's the like the transitive property i'm i'm looking for at this point um and so, I mean, I get it. I mean, I, and, you know, it's fine. And there were reports that Devontae wanted to go to New England. It's funny how he just really only wanted to go to the place that he wound up. Every um, athlete somehow <laughs> goes where they want to go. It's amazing. Uh, but I, again, I'm, I, I wouldn't say I'm excited, but I'm hopeful that they're still interested, that they're not discouraged by the fact that this specific trade didn't materialize. Maybe a lot of people have thrown out Brandon Cooks, who, who reportedly wants out of Houston. Okay, like, let's look into that. Um, 
and we'll talk about him in a moment, but if we're talking about in division trades, maybe Terry McLaurin, you know, like there are, there are avenues to look for. And so I'm excited and hopeful that they are doing their job. It, it has been a minute since they like threw me a bone and I've, I've got this bone and I'm like, look at my bone, everybody. I'm really happy about it. So, um, <laughs> Out of context. <laughs> uh, yeah. And you know, they're probably going to draft a receiver or they're definitely going to draft a receiver. We do mock drafts every Monday on the blog on the boys, YouTube channel where people can watch the mixtape um, as well as the bleeding Nation YouTube channel. And this Monday we took Ohio state's Chris Olave uh, at 24 overall. So that remains an option. We did that mock though uh, on Sunday was when we recorded it back when the Eagles had three first round draft picks. That is no longer the case as we transition BLG over to the Philadelphia Eagles. They did execute a trade. The title of this week's volume of the mixtape is the Eagles did a thing. You can correct me if I'm wrong with any of the details here, but uh, the trade between Philly and new Orleans, Philly receives um, the 18th overall pick. So they give up 16 and 19 um, to stick somewhere in between uh, new Orleans is third round and seventh round picks this year. New Orleans is first round pick next year and new Orleans is second round pick in 2024 the saints i mentioned get 16 and 19 as well as a sixth round pick this year and you can correct me if i'm wrong the 16th overall pick that the saints are getting from the eagles is by way of indianapolis from the mm -hmm. carson wentz trade uh yes that is correct so the eagles are turning carson wentz into more things um obviously they had to give up a, a lot to get carson wentz once upon a time but that's neither here nor there i think this is a no-brainer win for the eagles rj um it's not even about like beating the Saints in a deal, which they did. Um, but it's just, what did I say throughout this entire offseason that the Eagles needed to do? Basically, really, since the moment that their season ended in 2021. I was like, they need to get a 2023 first-round pick. They have to do it. It's not mm -hmm. even like, I feel like people were talking about it as if that would be a cool thing to do and that would be preferable. I was like, no. like They literally have to do that because if Jalen Hurts isn't the answer, then what are you pivoting to next offseason? Because... You in the world where you use all three picks this year, or you don't get that twenty twenty three first. What do you do? You're just stuck. So I thought you were. I thought you had more to say. I didn't. Know I do, but, but okay. I thought <laughs> I wanted to give you some. You know, to to react. I, I well, have a lot more to say about this. So this was a weird trade. Like there, more often than not, when a trade happens, it's like this person won, this person lost, right? Like this person fleeced that person. This really wasn't that. This was kind of like I disagree. I mean, how well, is this not fleecing the Saints? Well, I think this. I mean, because we have to see what the Saints' fi final plan is, right? Like, this isn't the NFC South mixtape, but, like, I am interested to see what they plan on doing with 16 and 19. There is a Saints angle I want to get to, but for now, Philly has the stage. Um, I mean, I, I I think if I have to pick a winner, it's Philly, easily. Um, yeah. But it's not, like, boom, roasted winner. You know what I mean? Like, that, like I don't know, man. Like, some trades are. I think you asked me, I think it was last week, if the Eagles having three first-round draft picks bothered me. This bothers me more. And sure. so maybe maybe that in that way you feel like this is a big win for the Eagles. Um, I think you are right. We were slacking about this. I, I I don't think that the Eagles believe in Jalen Hurts long term, but I think the Eagles and, and this is this sounds like a, a negative, but it's actually a positive. They're self-aware enough to realize that they're not really competing this year. And I think that there are not enough NFL teams or really like professional teams in general that are willing to like come to terms with that. And the Eagles are. And I think they're willing to say like, look, we're somewhat competitive. And if we win the division, cool. If, if we, you know, win a playoff game, a couple of playoff games, cool, whatever. Like we'll figure that out when we get there. But let's, let's, let's call a spade a spade. Let's be honest here. And, you know, 
we're fine. We can take advantage of Jalen Hurts' rookie contract. We can learn more about Devontae Smith. We can learn more about how we want to run the ball. We can see how Nick Sirianni adjusts all this. And we load up with more draft capital. Not just, I, you know, I know that the first round pick, like, you know, qualitative term is like the sexier one but you also get a second round pick in 2024 like that's really important so like you stay really active and really mobile like you can do a lot of things you don't have to always pick with these picks you can keep trading down trading down like we're seeing here this feels like was it the thunder that had like 14 first round picks or whatever a few years ago not quite the same thing but i i really like being quick on your feet the way howie roseman is i have always believed just to be very clear and howie roseman you were the one who was hated well, not when it's come to this, though. I've never, ever once been like, he can't make a trade with value and understand that. No, like that's always his thing. It's the problem now, RJ, though, is and let's be clear again. I, I feel like you have to grade this trade right now and you can do that. You don't I, I hate the idea like you have to wait to see the picks. No, like you can grade the process of the trade given all the information that we currently know. And I think say the Eagles are making a pretty good bet here, especially too with the Saints like here. RJ, that over under win total for the Saints this year, who I believe have like the ninth hardest schedule and based on like win totals, you know, not strength of schedule, um, which is the better way to do it. It's seven and a half. And are, do you want to you love to do this? Do you, you want to do a quick win loss for me? The Saints 22 opponents. Sure. OK, so at Arizona. That's a loss at Atlanta. That's a win. I think they sweep the Falcons. OK. Uh, so I'll, I'll and they sweep the Panthers. I'll give okay. them those four. Okay, all four. Mm, interesting. Uh, I think the Panthers, yes, definitely, because they're stink. Um, at Cleveland, loss. Uh, versus the Bucks. That's a. You know they've 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 played them really well, obviously in, in the Tom yeah, Brady era. I'd say, I'll say they split. They get five wins okay. in the division. That's let's just leave it at that. They get five mm. in the South. I think that's a lot. I think they might only get four. Uh, well, I mean, you got to lean on some level of conservatism. You all know right, what I mean? I'll give it to you anyway. Uh, Rams versus Rams. Loss. Versus the Seahawks. You have to give them a win. Yeah, that's uh, a win. So, so we're at six wins. Okay. Uh, versus Baltimore. Loss. Versus the Bengals. Loss. At Steelers. Mm, that's such a question in mark, Pittsburgh. but I'll, I'll say loss. Yeah, it's in Pittsburgh. Uh, at San Francisco. Loss. At, we, already, we talked about the Bucks. Um, the Raiders. Home. Uh, loss. Home Vikings loss to the great Kirk Cousins, and then in Philly against the Eagles, that would be like the funny thing. Like they'll win that one. You know what I mean? Like that would be really funny. Like and that that's like the Giants Bears game that we talked about last year. Where like it really doesn't matter. You know what I mean? If you're the Eagles, if you if they win or lose that game, you know, because it's your pick regardless. So you're giving them like seven wins then, if we're assuming they beat the Eagles in that spot. Uh, so yeah, yeah, and if yeah. if you add like a plus minus, like one one two sure. games, because it's weird. I mean, sure, but it's. It's a it's a strong bet. I think it's a weaker bet than the Dolphins bet last year. To be clear, yes, uh, I think that's fair to say. But it's interesting to look at the twenty twenty three draft, which again uh, is funny to me, just because we're not even at the twenty twenty two, and we're already talking about next year. But there's five teams, including the Eagles, who have multiple first round picks already. And can I? Oh, uh, let's see. The Eagles. There's mm-hmm. five. You said uh, yep. the Eagles, the Packers, the nope. Oh wow, the multiple first round picks. Year. Okay, yeah. so the Eagles next the, year. Yeah, Packers yeah, are multiple, yeah, yeah. This multiple year. first yeah. round picks next year. The Eagles, the Texans, obviously. Yep. Um, the, yeah, you got to think about the moves really the, to help you. The Seahawks are the third. Yep. The Dolphins are the fourth. Yep. And um, you're missing one. I know I'm missing one. Um, That's how numbers work. 
the Jets from the Seahawks trade? Who traded for Matthews? Jamal Adams? Who, uh, who was the Super Bowl winner this year? And how the did they Ram- get him? Oh, the Lions. Yep. The Lions. Yeah. Good call. Okay. So, and I would say, and we'll touch on this a little bit later. By the way, speaking of podcast reviews, our uh, big Blue View listenership really loving the mixtape. Um, I mean, we've said some good things about the Giants. And I'm about to say another good thing in that I feel like they're a prime they're in prime position to get a pick next year. Like to join this group of teams, considering the picks they have at five and seven. And I don't know if you saw this in Peter King's column this week, but he kind of hinted at like the giants definitely are like jonesing for a pick in the first round next year. So that's definitely something to watch. And I feel like Peter King is, he might be like more plugged into the giants than some other teams even. Um, So it's interesting. It's interesting to think about. Uh, You mentioned the Eagles also have that 2024 second. But like, look, the Seahawks have a 2023 second. So it's even more, you know, it's sooner. And then the Texans have a 2023 third and they still have a 2024 first as well. So I just want to say like, yes, the Eagles have the flexibility to pivot. And you can't, no one can tell me that like the Eagles didn't make this trade in mind with the quarterback. Like they, like I've seen a lot of, oh, Howie Roseman would have made this deal no matter who the Eagles had at quarterback. Like sure, but why was he having the conversations? Why was he out there seeking a first round pick? It's because he clearly wanted another plan at quarterback to to have that pivot. But and but see, and- like again, I think that's where like he deserves credit because like I, I think Howie would like in in like the circle of trust that it's just you, me, and Howie would admit, like, yeah, I'm not in love with my quarterback situation. But there's no quick and easy fix, right? There's none. There's that doesn't exist right now. And we see a lot of teams panic trying to find the quick and easy fix like the Colts, right? They've, they've done that back-to-back like years. Or, or Washington. Some, some teams do it like by way of trades or free agency, but some teams do it by way of the draft. Like Dwayne Haskins was never going to be the quick and easy fix. No matter how much you try to will it into existence, it's not going to happen. And, you know, we could obviously be wrong, but Malik Turner and, you know, or, you know, like and Kenny Pickett don't seem like the – the you know answers here um uh, i say malik turner a uh, malik willis i don't know malik turner um is the cowboys wide receiver um but um but anyway um i i i this this keeps like people talk so much about like behind doors number one two and three this keeps all doors accessible to you if you're high rose right. and i think that's an important thing sure i agree with that at some point though you got to st- stop kicking the can down the road and actually like find the guy like this only yeah this only but like for but so you, long. you can't penalize him for the can not being available in the here and now it's well, not i can yeah because he yes, I, absolutely i can because he created the situation he's not a new gm if he was a new gm absolutely what he was, was the but, one who made this mess but what was like from the quarterback's position standpoint what what was the like where was the salvageable part of the mess like I to mean, keep to keep nick Foles around like not have nick Foles in the super bowl so carson Wentz never like hates everybody you know what i mean like what what you know i again i'm not saying he's flawless or whatever i do think he's making lemonades out of these lemons though yeah but i mean he's made some of the lemons like he's responsible for a lot of the lemons he made a roster that was unattractive to russell wilson and deshaun watson like like that i think there's truth to that and i think he deserves some level of blame for that um but whatever like again i'm not i'm not trying to hold his feet to the um look i howie roseman is an absolute winner of this deal we did our winners and losers for the for the oddcast on the sp nation nfl show and there's nothing but praise for howie when it comes to positioning now I, I think this is a separate part of the thing. I don't want to be like, well, it's a bad trade if the players are bad. Like That's not how it works. I think it was still a good trade. But again, you look at Howie Roseman's history, RJ, of first round draft picks outside of the top 13 players. And I use 13 because Brandon Graham was drafted 13th in his first year. It's Danny Watkins. It's Marcus Smith. It's 
Jalen Rager, it's Andre Dillard. So like these are the first round picks he's had outside of the top 13. When I think it's the, 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 and the reasoning why I bring up top 13 is it always has kind of felt like, you know, there's an obvious pick there. Like Fletcher Cox was falling. Devontae Smith was falling. Like there were some obvious picks to be made that were like, oh yeah, that's a no brainer. But once he kind of gets into that like teen range where it's kind of like, uh, I don't know, things have not always gone great for the Eagles there. So that's the part that he has to execute on now. Mm. A solid trade, solid a work for the Eagles. Um, some unknown. I, Again, it's difficult for me to like fully figure out what the Saints are doing. Um, very quickly, um, I meant we we talked about this on the seven five zero Tony I'm on the Black and the Boys podcast network, but it, and and a lot of people like read through these tealies. It seems very very obvious that New Orleans believes they're going to recruit some draft capital next year. You know, in trading away Sean Payton. So like the the meatiest part of this trade is a first round draft pick in 2023 and a second round draft pick in 2024. That seems like. Is that it? You froze. You froze. I said like, just just so people know, that seems to be the starting price. A first round pick in twenty twenty three and a second round pick in twenty twenty four. I have to imagine it will be more than that, but that seems like the you know, the get in the door price type of thing. So do you like do you think that's even another feather in the cap for the Eagles for this? Because now they're kind of like setting the market and like making it uh like they no. made okay. I don't think that's like a feather in their cap. I think it's just residual damage. I think it's okay. it's like it's what makes the draft and fun. Like I've been talking about this a lot on our network, but like it's what makes life fun. Like you can trace so, so many things back to like the point of origin. Like, you know how people do that with like the Laramie Tunsil trade, like it's turned into this and this and this and this and this, like, this is kind of one of those things. Like ultimately to your point, Carson Wentz's departure might somewhat be responsible for Sean Payton's arrival in Dallas. Hmm. How that is kind of funny to me, the saints angle of like, well, it's okay that they're giving away future picks because they might be able to trade Sean Payton. I just think there's a lot of like ifs there. And again, we don't necessarily care about the Saints. Um, I definitely, I mean, I care about the Saints to the extent of, I hope they lose a lot of games and I hope uh, the Eagles get really good picks from them. But you know, um, that's that's the biggest win here is BLG's content because now he gets to do a Saints draft pick watcher yeah, post every great. week like he did with the Dolphins and Colts last year. It's awesome. It's great for content. It's great. I, I talked, uh, so another thing that I'll steal here for from the Oddcast was, Eagles fans, I feel like, are some of the biggest winners of the trade. Just from a standpoint of, it's so much better to root against a team than it is to root for your own team. Because your own team is going to let you down. But when the other team that you're rooting against wins, it's like, it's like, all right, that kind of sucks, but it's not the end of the world. When your team Mm -hmm. loses, it's literally the end of the world. Not figuratively, literally the end of the world. I Um, saw uh, the most famous Eagles fan in the world and friend of the NFC's mixtape. Some would say father of the NFC's mixtape, Michael Kist, um, our boss, one of our bosses. We have a lot of bosses at SB Nation. um, Tweeted in the like immediate moments of the trade, something like, this is exactly what I wanted them to do. Am I being gaslit? It was so funny. Um, So um, yeah, I mean, good, good for Eagles fans, you know? As much as I hate all of you, every single one of you. What would you grade the trade if you had to give it a grade? I literally already said an A, so good job listening to me when I talk. Um, an so a? a, even? Not an A plus? Not an A minus? No, because there's okay. still some level of unknown, and there's still some sure. level of Howie to happen. So, um, And I'm interested to see who the Eagles get at 18, and who goes at 16. And I'm interested to hear your thoughts about who went at 16, and who goes. Who has the 17th overall pick? Um, Chargers. Yeah. Isn't it kind of funny how like the Eagles still pick ahead of the Saints directly both times? Like, don't you think that's a little bit funny? Because, like, they made this trade with them, but they still get to, like, pick right ahead of them each time. So they're not getting, like, scooped at all. That's what makes, I think, a lot of people believe that New Orleans isn't sitting there. You know what I mean? That they're just, like, putting this together to be able to jump up. 
Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Let's move on. Um, you mentioned the Giants. We'll get to them, but we have to go in the order of the way the teams finished in the division last year. So that means the Washington Commanders are up next. And by up next, I mean up next for us to talk about, not up next the way Ron Rivera is trying to sell them uh, with all his like media appearances. Like, oh, no, the vibes are good. The vibes are great. Like, Ron, just chill out, dude. Um, anyway, uh, the biggest storyline surrounding our favorite team, BLG, the Commanders, is that they could be trading away Terry McLaurin. Like, they just brought in Carson Wentz. And there's a lot of wide receiver movement happening across the NFL. Obviously, we talked about uh, Devontae Parker, who is the most recent wide receiver. All right, so this is maybe or maybe not a smooth transition. My internet cut out very briefly as I was setting up the point that we're about to discuss with Terry McLaurin. Uh, as a result, uh, first of all, our fantastic producer, Rachel Prevet from Bleeding Green Nation, put this together. So the audio sounds great, but... Uh, we did have some technical difficulties, so I know I mentioned early at the top of the episode that you can watch this on the Blog of the Boys or Bleeding Green Nation YouTube channels, but this week, due to technical difficulties, absent from YouTube, still available as a podcast, all is well, Brandon. We talked about ice cream earlier, RJ. Your internet froze. You jinxed it. Also, shout out to Rachel for being great, and the, the third member... Uh, the unseen, unheard from member on the NFC East mixtape. Mm-hmm. Rachel rules. Um, okay, so uh, what I was trying to say is, speaking of Terry McLaurin, we have seen the wide receiver market in the NFL move a little bit as far as trades are concerned. We already talked about Devontae Parker. Amari Cooper obviously got the party started going from Dallas to Cleveland. The Rams sent Robert Woods to the Tennessee Titans. And then the big trades, Devontae Adams to the Las Vegas Raiders and Tyreek Hill to the Miami Dolphins. So... I don't know where Terry McLaurin falls there as far as like potential compensation for him is concerned. Um, it is a contract year for her uh, contract year for him. So like, you're not necessarily getting somebody with like any long-term stability necessarily. Like, you, you know, so I, I think like a third round pick is maybe the ceiling because maybe he does net you what would be a 2024 third round compensatory pick. Uh, I think you're crazy. A third round pick for Terry? Well, I, I'm not saying he's not worth it, but again, he's on a contract year. And so, like, we, that's generally like the yeah, hot... they'll give him a new contract. But Someone you might sign him to a new yeah, extension. But that might not work. Him. Like, it doesn't always happen. Like, so what if he walks? What, what, you know what I'm saying? Like, he has all the leverage in the world if you trade for him because you traded for him. And so, if you're trading for him, you're probably giving him an extension. Maybe there is some sort of like, you know, boom, boom, you know what I mean? Like trade extension. Like maybe there's like work being done before that. So if that's the case- You would have to really as part of the deal, like because you said you would have all the leverage. But that's what I'm saying. Like maybe a would-be contender feels like, you know what, we'll trade a third round pick for him now. The way we saw- uh, the Seahawks trade for Jadeveon Clowney, right? Like, and that's, that's all. Why would Washington do that? I think they'd rather just have the him at that point. Well, maybe he doesn't want to be there. That's what I'm saying. Like, there's all these murmurings coming out about Terry McLaurin. Um, it would be very, very stupid of the commanders to trade away Terry McLaurin. Not only is he very good, he's kind of like the only likable thing, um, <laughs> like, uh, uh, basically uh, on their entire team. Although Chase Young is cool. Um, but... And they, you just traded for Carson Wentz. So, like, why would you get rid of his, like, top weapon um, and weaken his game all the more? Uh, so it would be very, very dumb, but I really hope they do it. 
I've played the game before where I asked you who was the second leading receiver on Washington last year. Oh, I already forgot. Um, It 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 was Cam Sims. Cam Sims. Cam Sims. Wide receiver, yes. If you're going by actual just pass catchers, regardless of position, it would be J.D. McKissick. McKissick. (laughs) So that's insane. Like, how can you, how can you, like subtract from that group they already have nothing like you need to add you can't be trading away things there unless you're totally you know tearing it down but they're not doing that you don't tear it down by trading the picks that they did for Carson Wentz so they can't they can't trade him they they can't do it the only good thing that would come from this is that he would never have to be a commander you know what I mean like I'd be happy for Terry McLaurin that he would never have to go through that um if he were to be traded I mean is Dallas a potential suitor? Like, could no. you really see? Like, it's never happening, right? Like, in division, this isn't the Dolphins and Patriots, like we talked about. I don't really think. Like, when's the last time there's like a big NFC East trade like that? Was it Donovan McNabb? Really? Like, would you say that's the last one? Like a trade, a tra- not a free agent a trade, a trade. It would probably be Donovan McNabb. I can't even yeah. think of another trade. Um, I know it doesn't happen really. I. The teams really don't deal with each other that much. I mean, well, the draft, there's, the there's draft. draft. Yeah, like the, because the, the Cowboys and the Eagles had the Micah Parsons trade. And then even, so two years in a row, actually, we've had Cowboys Eagles trades. Cause in 2020, Dallas moved up in the fourth round. It takes Tyler Biotish. And very famously, Dallas traded up with Philly in 2010 to take Penn Stater, Sean Lee. Um, so yeah, draft pick stuff, whatever, but not the same thing. Right. Um, yeah, not like actual players who have been in the league, like established being traded, especially high profile ones. I can't think of even free winning. agency, though. Like, I mean, Deshaun DeMarco Jackson, um, DeMarco Murray. Does anybody end up on the Giants? Like, is, is there ever like a like somebody scorns their team to end up on the Giants in the division? Uh, there's like Golden Tate signed with the Giants. OK, he was barely an eagle. I mean. Corey Clement signed with the Giants. Corey Clement, also, you know, Cowboy. I mean, he is the he's, official he's, running back of the NFC East. Um, he was the most NFC East player. The question we Mark Sanchez bounced around. We've talked about that before. Bill Callahan went from Dallas to Washington. So there was that. Um, yeah. That's kind of it, though. Like, there's not. Oh, um, Landon Collins. J- Landon Collins' first tweet after he was drafted by the New York Giants. And I quote, I'm a giant baby. That was that's what he tweeted. Um, he didn't put the comma. He put, "I'm a giant baby." I have two final questions for you before we move on to the Giants. One, uh, give me two teams that you would like to see Terry McLaurin end up with if the Commanders trade him. And they have to be like practical teams, right? Um, who needs a receiver? I will hmm. say the Baltimore Ravens is one of mine. Sure. And well, well, you hate the Ravens. That's fine. Kyle Barber hates you. Um, I really don't hate the Ravens. I the, the, the Chiefs send him to Kansas City. Like he deserves that. He really deserves that. Send him there. That'd be awesome. And we know that they have a history of dealing with one another. The Alex Smith trade and everything. Like send him to Kansas City. I'd love that. How about the Packers replace Devonte Adams? That'd be fun. Seventeen for seventeen. I think. I think that'd be that would be like an interesting test case in terms of how much. I mean, obviously Devonte Adams is a really good player, but like just how much of it. You know, is it from him benefiting from Rodgers? And, and would we see Terry McLaurin? Like, would we see a big drop-off from Devontae Adams to Terry McLaurin? That's one team for you. You owe me another. Um, another one. Why don't I pick one in the AFC? Uh, the Chargers already have receivers, right? They don't need – like, I'm trying to think who needs a receiver. Um, the Dolphins already got one. Uh, well, I was going to say the Jets, but then you're just having him stuck there. Like, who's, a, like, a fun team? Uh, the Bengals already have a billion receivers. Who's an AFC playoff team that like needs a receiver? 
The Colts? Um, yeah, but like, who cares? I'm trying to think of like an interesting team, like like interesting. I mean, the Ravens and the Chiefs are the only interesting ones. Maybe the Browns. They were reportedly yeah. like a nine and two, but I mean, yeah. Um, I don't know. Okay, fine. Uh, my second question is: If he were to leave the Commanders, is he the NFC East mixtapes favorite player in the NFL? How about what if I say the Jaguars? I'm gonna. I don't that. care. I've already lost. Interest. I mean, yeah, but I is think, he is uh, he the NFC East mixtapes favorite player if he leaves? Favorite player? Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, you didn't even have him on your all uh, NFC East team. All right, let's move on. Uh, the New York Not So Good at Football Giants, a tweet that's literally on my timeline at this exact moment from Jeff Chadia. Um, wow. Did you see this already today on Tuesday? No. The talk about the Chiefs looking to trade for Giants cornerback James oh, yeah. Bradbury isn't serious. A Chiefs source says the team hasn't been involved with that. And don't plan on getting involved. They don't want to take on Bradbury's $13.4 million salary. Yikes. Uh, so no trade happening seemingly for James Bradbury in the moment. But maybe the Giants are going to trade out of number five. Over, excuse me, number nine overall. There was a trade. Seven. Um, well, there was a trade proposed by NFL.com's Chad Reuter. Involving the, ninth, nine. In, involving the ninth overall pick. I liked this, actually. Uh, this was uh, an NFL.com article that was like five draft day trades or something we would love to see. I really liked this. Uh, the Giants. Uh, I'm sorry. I said five. I was reading my own notes. Uh, the Giants receive nine overall from the Seahawks mm-hmm. and Seattle's third and fifth round picks this year in exchange for the fifth overall pick. Wow. So you jump up into the top five. And you don't even have to give up like any future first or second. Actually, now that I think about it, I kind of hate this right. for the Giants. That sucks. Yeah. I was going to say, I don't like this deal at all. Again, to me, it, I like them, the idea of moving out. That's what I'm saying. But yeah, this is not fair compensation. I think it has to be getting the 2023 first. It has to be, especially with all these other teams kind of, it's like an arms race for that. And I think like, what's their plan? If Dan, if Daniel Jones doesn't end up being the guy this year, which is a pretty decent chance. What do you do next year? Kyler Murray. That's that's like that's the. Well, you have to trade for him though. No, but that's what I'm saying. Like, you need that pick. The the Giants, the Dolphins, and I had thought about this the other day. There's another team that's like, and maybe the Steelers um, are in on Kyler Murray for next year. If if like this continues down that path, he's next year's Russell Wilson, Aaron Rodgers, whatever. You know what I mean? <sighs> yeah, but much less appetizing. No, I know. I don't, but I don't I mean, get I'm how just saying like he's for... he's that option. You know what I mean? If you're one of these teams, and so that's that's the plan like there's no other plan right like or maybe 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 the plan is tom brady right like he's a free agent next well no i mean like i look if we're exploring plans i know it can't be a plan but if if we're exploring options you know what i mean like that would be one you know what i mean and so i'm not saying it's a good one but and like tell me there isn't a giants fan out there and i love you big blue view but who has said you know what's going to happen next year the Giants, they're going to fire Brian Dable. They're going to hire Bill Belichick. He's always wanted to coach the Giants. He's going to reunite with Tom Brady. But like, tell me somebody doesn't believe that. You can't. Uh, maybe. I, I, oh, yeah. I bet you people believe that. Right. I don't think Tom Brady is jonesing to work with Bill Belichick again. Sure. But so he just got his other coach fired. Those are the best plans. I mean, honestly, is, is that. I mean, um, who is next year's like Mitchell Trubisky? Like the guy who's who's a backup right now that's going to re-enter the fold. Could be Jimmy G if he's mm. not starting in San Francisco. Um, and he doesn't get moved elsewhere. Maybe. I could see that. Um, maybe Zach Wilson. Like Maybe they're out on him already. You know what I mean? Like that's possible. Um, I wouldn't say he'd be Trubisky. Though. Or Baker. To- maybe, no, Baker is next year's dude. Like he's, you know what I'm saying? That's the one. 
wow. depending what happens with him. Like assuming right. he sticks in Cleveland, maybe. And right, right, right. I don't think that's going to happen. But I think if if we're like we didn't do this for anybody else, but if we're like creating to do lists or like you know priorities, the Giants have to move out of that fifth overall pick. They have to. Yeah, I mean, or seven. I don't know exactly. They, they can't just spend these picks. Is what I'm saying. Like you, you have to like create more. Right. Like you have like, to. Right. Especially, I've talked about it before. I just think five is such a no-brainer. Like teams, the Panthers are taking Kenny Pickett. I'm like very confident at six or Malik. They're taking a quarterback right. at number six. So, so get in front of it. So get right. in front of him, and and then that maybe you know the Panthers. How would you feel? Whatever. How would you feel if the Saints used sixteen and nineteen to get to five? That would be annoying. <laughs> <laughs> because yeah. I mean, I think it would take obviously more than that. You can't just give that. It would have to be, it'd have to be more. No, I know, right? but like if, if that was yeah. like the springboard for them, because like that's sure. that's the speculation is that New Orleans wants to go up to get their quarterback. So maybe they believe like we have to jump Carolina. They they lost with Carolina the Deshaun mm-hmm. Watson. I hate calling it a sweepstakes because he's such a terrible person, but they lost on that option. And so you know now yeah. now it's a race between New Orleans, Atlanta, and Carolina to be the top bridesmaid to the Buccaneers. And so like, if you're New Orleans, what's the best way to do that? You have to jump Carolina. You have to do it at five. And so you just got the ammunition that you need for that. That would be really funny. I'm really, really rooting for this to happen now. Although I would prefer them. I would rather have the giant. I'd rather the giants have like seven and 16 and 19, than get a 2023 first. I'd be more afraid of them getting, I mean, obviously maybe they could take the, those picks they have and somehow parlay that into a future first, in the same draft and trade down again i don't know but if you're telling me that the giants is one of two options and they have three first round picks this year or they have uh they get an extra first next year i'd much rather live with them having three first round picks isn't there a world though i mean and there's a world for all this to be fair in the draft but like for like legitimate and practical world where the giants trade out of five for one we'll call it kenny pickett right because the panthers clearly covered him and so then the Panthers panic and the Panthers trade out for somebody who wants like which you know, somebody prefers a certain wide receiver, right? Like we see that happen all the time. And then Malik Willis is falling and falling and falling. And then the Giants trade out of that pick and turn that pick, which wherever that happens to be. So like Justin Fields last year. No, I know, but they do it with both. That, w- that would be amazing. Like if they did it with both of the top quarterbacks this year, like yeah. they did with Justin Fields last year. And I mentioned the Laramie Tunsil thing. Like you've seen those graphics before that like different outlets whip up, like everything that like the domino effect of the Laramie Tunsil trade. C- couldn't you see like the meme of like yeah. Dave Gettleman had never traded back and he did it. And it just like, ca- it, yeah, it just like cascaded and cascaded. Like that, that, yeah. like that has to happen now. Yeah. I could, I could definitely see that. And yeah, the Giants, that's why I think I've said it before. The Giants control this draft. I really believe that. And I think they're in a really good spot with the flexibility that they have. And it's possible they mess it up. But I think there's a lot of options for them, like you're talking about with these trade downs. That's exactly what they need to do. They need to do that. They don't need, like, it's not about, oh, you know, getting some real studs this year and they're going to make a difference. And I think they know that based on, well, they couldn't really do much in free agency because they just didn't have the cap space. But basically what they've done so far is kind of just they've tried to patch up the offensive line a little bit, but, you know, nothing beyond, you know, one-year deals or whatever. And they're really kind of focused on the future and tearing down the roster. And I think to further do that, you get all these picks and then you're in a position to really, you know, attack it hard next year and trade for someone or trade up for someone. Yeah, I, I think, love this idea. I exactly I'm, what they should do i'm falling more and more in love with this idea like i i can see the like the eagles twitter takes on draft night like wow the the giants got more out of their draft positioning like 
and then the Eagles did, and even getting more out of either sixteen or nineteen or maybe both of them. If if well, those are, I mean, I'm just saying that would be hilarious. That would be awesome. That was hilarious that the Giants who had five and seven got more out of their positioning than the Eagles at fifteen, sixteen, and nineteen. No, but if they well, get yeah. if if they ultimately inherit sixteen and or nineteen, and they get more out of right. those picks specifically than the Eagles did from another non Saints team, you know what I'm saying? That I would think be that would be tough, but yeah. It's certainly possible. To get more. Their Eagles got a lot already for those picks. I guess so that's maybe that's a big takeaway is the Eagles did their thing, but the Giants the Giants are lurking, dude. The Giants they're they dare I say, they are sleeping giants. Ooh. <laughs> I mean, they're, they're not they're gonna be pretty active. I don't think they're gonna be sleeping. They're sleeping right why, now though. They're sleeping right now. Like you know now. what I'm saying? This, this is why all these, you know, these big blue view listeners complaining on yeah. the Apple podcast. Got, I see you guys. You're got, like, oh, these guys don't just talk about the Eagles and the Cowboys. No, we talk about every team. And it's not just like mm-hmm, unabashed mm-hmm. Uh, Homer bias. Mm-hmm. I mean, RJ does that all the time. But I know I don't do that. So you should really appreciate us and uh, not hate on it so much. Okay. So to wrap up, uh, the Cowboys did not trade for Devontae Parker. The Eagles pulled off a nice trade. Uh, the commanders would be foolish to trade Terry McLaurin and Hogshaven, we love you, but we hope it happens. Uh, the Giants are sitting pretty and uh, are lurking. The Giants just sit, chill, bide your time, and then strike when the iron is hot. Anything else you want to say? You know, uh, shout out once again to Rachel for putting this uh, this mess together. But anything else you want to add, BLG? Mm, it's tough to say. There's so many thoughts in my head that are valuable and people want to hear but mm. not right now. Okay. Well, uh, big day for ice cream here on the NFC East mixtape. Uh, big day for the New York Giants. Big day for Big Blue View. BLG, the final words belong to you. Make them great or else. I want everyone to donate to their favorite charity this month. If you can. Obviously, if you can't afford it, I understand. But I think we should all do that this month. Let's, let's make a nice effort to do that. Respect. Later, everyone.